0: For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm John Swain, and today here in the studio, I have BYU-Idaho's president, Alvin F. Meredith, and his wife, sister Jennifer Meredith. Thank you guys for joining me today and Thanks having fun. It's pleasure to be, I'm be here. I'm sure you, you guys are busy, right? <laughs> There's a lot of things to do uh, with your new roles here. So can you guys just tell me, our president, can you... Let me know what your initial reaction was to receiving the phone call that you were BYU Idaho's president. And just take me through that process of like how you prepared for the role.
1: Um, well, we were shocked and humbled. Um, I think those are those two words, those uh, feelings might feel contradictory, but uh, it, was, it was a really, it was a mix of emotions. Never. Um, would we ever have guessed we would have had this opportunity presented to us. Um, the the former presidents of BYU-Idaho are a small but passionate fraternity. Yeah. So when you talk about preparing for my time here, each one of them were so kind uh, to spend some one-on-one time with me to share uh, experiences that they had here. Um, President Henry B. Irene had me into his office um, and spent a good hour and a half in a, just a delightful conversation. Um, President uh, Bednar, uh, now Elder Bednar, yeah. um, Kim Clark, uh, Clark Gilbert, Henry J. Irene, were just so kind to... Um, share th- their thoughts and ideas, and also to make it clear that this is a special place and I better not mess it up.
0: <laughs> about ask that, like, you know, what was some words of <laughs> advice? That was, that was the one that sticks, <laughs> out, uh, sticks out the most.
2: No pressure. Yeah, <laughs> the,
1: the other thing that, um, that we've really done in preparing for this assignment is we've really drunk deeply from what we call the foundational documents. Mm. There's a set of documents that um, are from uh, speeches, addresses that have been given here at BYU-Idaho over the years, mm-hmm. starting with President Hinckley's announcement that Ricks College was changing to a four-year institution and to be renamed BYU-Idaho, and then all the way up through all the inaugural addresses of all the, the presidents, as well as a couple addresses from President Henry B. Irene, and that's been a great, great resource for preparation. Yeah,
0: great. Yeah. How's your family settled into to the Brettsburg area?
2: They love it. When we we drove up here with our children the night before the announcement was made and they found out the night before. And as we crossed the Idaho border, we had the three youngest children in the car with us and they just erupted in cheers. They were so thrilled. And that was humbling for me as a mother. They've been through a lot of change over the last five five to six years, a lot of moves. And they were still get so excited to embrace this and get plugged into the junior high and the high school and all the activities going on there. So we've, we've uh, so far we visited Bear World. <laughs> we've gone to a few high school football games.
1: We're drinking deep from yeah. the Rexburg culture. <laughs> I, sh- I should tell you that uh, shortly after our kids found out that we were moving here, they changed our family group chat name group chat name from the Meredith family to Tater Todds. <laughs> So're we're, <embracing, laughs> we're embracing the potato theme. We've, we've been to the potato Museum um, and it had a baked potato at the potato museum and, and uh, it, but it's really been a sweet place here. We, we've been told that Rexburg is famously friendly and we felt it.:
0: Yeah. You know, you, you know, now that you guys are bringing up your children, you have six children, and a couple of them are still living with you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little more about your family, and do they know anything about the spud harvest? <laughs> 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 They're <laughs>
2: actually really anxious. I mean, they, we've they talked wanna, about-
0: They
1: want to drive truck. <laughs> okay, see, that's how local we've become. We know how to say drive
0: truck.
2: One of the things that our children were actually teasing us when we went to the Potato Museum. I don't know if you've ever been.
0: I have not yet. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm so sure we were society, it. we thought everyone in southeastern Idaho went to the Potato Museum.
1: So we went and we're proud to declare that we went there and we found out that no one in Rexburg goes to the
2: Potato <laughs> Museum. But it was actually our children were teasing us because they had several video video set up throughout the museum of the Spud Harvest and how they do that. And we were just glued to these screens. We were so fascinated by how it works. And anyway, it was just fun. But um, sorry, what was your original question? (laughs) It's all right.
0: Just, you know, how your family, um, just tell me a little more about your family. Yeah,
2: so we have two children, our two oldest sons. We have two boys, two girls, and two boys. So our two oldest boys are in Provo and our our oldest daughter, she just left for her mission. Oh. She's serving in Sweden. She just landed a, she just got there about a week ago. Nice. And she's adjusting to the cold weather there already. So <laughs> we're doing this cold weather thing together. Yeah,
0: <laughs> did she have to learn the native language and everything? Yes, yeah, so
2: what's been really sweet for her, she left the MTC without her visa. Her visa had not cleared yet, so she got reassigned which ended up only being one transfer for six weeks. And she was sent to Tennessee, to her home where she was born and lived for the first decade plus of her life. Who gets to serve
1: a mission in their hometown? (laughs) So she said (laughs) it was actually
2: bittersweet to leave for Sweden because she loved Tennessee so much. But uh, but yes, she said that is the hardest thing she is dealing with right now is learning how to speak Swedish. (laughs) But she's going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> she will like all the missionaries before her. So, we've got three children at home. Ellie is a soft, uh, excuse me, a senior, Ethan is a sophomore, and Christian is in 8th grade. And they've absolutely loved their experience at school so far at Madison Junior High and at Madison High School.
0: Nice. You guys lived all over the world including Hong Kong and Singapore. Tennessee, of course, and now you're in a small farming city of (laughs) Rexburg. Can you tell me what the comparison is? You know, through all the locations that you guys been in.
1: Well, we've been blessed to live in some really neat places, Hong Kong and Singapore, but also domestically in Chicago and uh, Dallas, and I spent some time in uh, the Denver area as well. Um, But I should tell you, I'm a small town guy. I am from (laughs) Murfreesboro. Tennessee. Okay, never heard of that. And and I'm pronouncing it right, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is actually a college town in uh, in Middle Tennessee. So there there are some similarities to Rexburg. Uh, Back home, when you drive around town, People keep their hand on the steering wheel, and when you pass them, they just raise two or three fingers just to say hi, just like they do here in Rexburg. So, we uh, we've we've enjoyed thoroughly our time in some of the bigger cities in the world, but we uh, we love the small town feel here.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, as a as a as a young child, my father was in the military, so I've lived a lot of places. And in um, high school, I lived in Rantoul, Illinois, which feels a lot like Rexburg. It's a small community, small farming community. And um, people are just so friendly. There was one high school, and it feels like I'm kind of going back to being my 15 year old self. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it. You know, it is a small it's a small community here, but it's a friendly community. We went to uh, Freddy's mm. last night to pick up some drive drive through uh, burgers oh, and fries for our boys, <laughs> and, and we're sitting in the line there, and uh, we hear that the young man who took our credit card, he shut the window. And then he turned around and he said, not knowing that we could hear, he said, "The president of BYU Idaho <laughs> is in the drive-through line right here at Freddy's." <laughs> and so a couple of the students came up to say hi, and that was just that was just really best. sweet. It was heartwarming, and it was good. It was good to meet them, and we're glad that they uh, that they took the time to introduce themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys are definitely instantly local celebrities here. We're so happy to have you guys in. Thank you. President Meredith, in your church service, you've been a general authority, 70 mission president and area authority. How has that service prepared you for leading BYU-Idaho? What type of experience have you uh, accumulated? Yeah, I think um, those experiences
1: have just reminded me to keep the first things first. When you have the opportunity to serve in the church like that, you realize that there are some things that are primary and many things that are secondary. And I think that applies particularly to the role here at BYU-Idaho. Now, listen, you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a bigger advocate of higher education than myself. Um, I think education is the key to opportunity. I think the quest, the thirst for knowledge is the key to opportunity. But those are secondary things. They're things that we embrace. But the primary thing for our mission here at BYU-Idaho is to develop disciples of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And uh, every decision that, that we make, every change that we consider will be looked at through that lens.
0: Yeah. In what ways do you hope to continue and strengthen the relationship between BYU-Idaho and the community?
1: Well, I tell you, that
0: relationship,
1: the the, the community in Bewe, Idaho, they're inextricably tied together. It is very much a symbiotic relationship. We need the support from the community, and I think, I think the community leaders would say that having the university here is a great blessing to them. And our first week here, the Chamber of Commerce sent us a bouquet of flowers oh. to the president's home. And I think that was just, uh, that was just a sign of their willingness to work with us. And we are, um, you know, we're 36 days on the job. And we're spending most of our time on campus, but uh, once we get our sea legs uh, settled, we look forward to meeting community leaders and talking with them about how we can work together.
0: You're currently serving as a General Authority 70. How have you uh, found the balance to do both roles right now as president and still serving as a general authority 70 for the church. Well I'm not sure who told you I'm
1: balanced, but I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think um I think balance is um it is an elusive um it's an elusive target. Um Instead of thinking about balance, I, I usually think about things in terms of priorities mm. and um, you start with your top priorities, which are God and family mm. um, and uh, responsibilities that you have to your employer um, and then you just you just do your best. I think uh, Elder Bednar would say that there's no such thing as balance that you just need to be present wherever you are when you're at church be at church when you're with your family be with your family when you're at work be at work and be present in all those situations and so that's that's what I strive to do I I don't think I've achieved the balance that uh that I love to have but I try to be present wherever I am yeah
0: I'd love to get your opinion from both of you, but what are some lifelong lessons that you guys have learned at a younger age?
2: I mentioned earlier that my father was in the Air Force. He was in the military, so I moved a lot growing up, about every three years. And I think one of the lessons I learned very early on is to bloom where you're planted Mm -hmm. and to learn as much as you can because you never know how long you're going to have in any particular place, and that is something that we've tried to teach our children. When we moved to Hong Kong, there was a lot of, um, he- well, I, I don't know if hesitancy is the right word, but maybe um,
1: anxiety. Ang-
2: yeah, not, not anxiety, but just under, just not knowing what to expect, mm. but. Um, Once they got there and got plugged in, they loved their experience, and when we told them we were coming home, they were genuinely sad to leave Hong Kong. We were only there for one school year, and it was a great lesson for for our children to learn to bloom where you're planted and take advantage of everything you can for the time that you have because you just don't know how long you have.
1: My life lesson, I'll use scriptural language, is that through small and simple things, great things come to pass. That applies in every facet of our lives. Spiritually, if we're just be diligent about prayer and scriptures and attending church and getting to the temple, then the Lord is anxious to bless us when we do those small and simple things. Physically, intellectually, socially—if we can be disciplined about the small and simple things, then uh, then we will reap great dividends. Mm.
0: In what ways has the gospel of Jesus Christ influenced you and guiding you through your trials and your lives mm. throughout your careers? I think
1: having an eternal perspective helps greatly. Just, uh, just in recent weeks in our Come, Follow Me studies. um, Paul, this is, uh, um, actually this wasn't in our Come, Follow Me lesson in recent weeks and future weeks. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In other words, the trials that we receive now are far outweighed by the glory that awaits for us if we'll just be true and faithful. That eternal perspective uh, helps us through tough times. I met a, I met a man recently who, um, who as he was introducing himself, confessed that he was a rabid baseball fan and he loves the Los Angeles Dollar, Dodgers. He records every single Los Angeles Dodgers game. And then once the game is completed, he'll look up the score and if the Dodgers lose, he deletes the recording. But if they win, <laughs> then he'll watch the game. And he says, so I'm watching these Dodgers games. And now if I'm in the fourth inning and, uh, and if they give up a 3-1 home run and go down by two runs, I don't worry about it because I know the games that I watch, the Dodgers win. <laughs> and I think there's a great life lesson there as well. We know... We know how the game's going to end. We know who's going to win. And it's up to us to choose which team we're going to play for. And uh, when we get in the uh, late innings of our life and we give up a three-run home run, and we're all going to have those trials, Mm -hmm. we can take great comfort in knowing that if we just remain true and faithful because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, we will win in the end. Indeed.
2: I think for me, the thing that I have learned is that is to remember that I have a Heavenly Father that loves me and wants what's best for me, and a Savior that wants the same. And I remember uh, reading a talk by Elder Richard G. Scott years ago, where he talked about many trials that he had suffered, losing two children, losing his wife, and how hard that was. And he said, I never asked myself the question, why me? but rather what am I to learn from this? And that has helped me through so many transitions, through challenges that our family has faced. Um,
1: It's helped her being married to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) She she
1: constantly says to herself, this is hard, but what am I supposed to learn?
2: (laughs) But I think just remembering that we need these experiences in order to become who we are supposed to become, right? Who Heavenly Father wants us to become. And those are the things that refine us and teach us better than, I think life experience teaches you better than just about anything else. Mm.
0: Didn't I marry well?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. I think you
0: guys are perfect for each other. Uh, We're going to take a moment. I'm going to put you in the hot seat for a moment. Uh We're going to do some rapid fire questions. You just give me whatever comes... First, (laughs) don't be scared. You you got this. All right, favorite holiday,
2: Christmas.
1: I have to say Christmas or Easter, but in reality, I love Thanksgiving (laughs) because it's family, football, and there's no and and football and there's and you don't have to buy gifts.
0: (laughs) I love that. What's what's the must-have food on your Thanksgiving table?
2: is at my sweet potato. Yes, here's yeah. <laughs> sweet yeah. I make she, a sweet potato soufflé that he just loves. Ooh. It's really a dessert, but
1: yeah. Yeah, it's good. it's more sugar with a little bit of sweet potato, but we'll we'll let her call <laughs> yeah. it sweet potato soufflé. A little souffle.
0: southern twist. Yeah, you would like, like that. You I would like that, it. my friend. <laughs> I know you would. Favorite tradition.
2: We have a tradition in our family of taking our children to the temple the morning that they are going to be baptized. And I think that's just at sunrise. Yeah, I think that's just a really sweet tradition.
1: My new favorite tradition is when she finishes speaking, we kiss on my way to the pulpit and on her way Aww. to the oh, you <laughs> <Yeah. too> cute.
2: <laughs>
1: favorite
0: sport?
2: It's a toss up between football and basketball.
1: Toss up between football and wrestling.
0: Ooh. You did marry well, by <laughs> the <it>
2: way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> favorite dessert? Well, we just heard that. But besides the sweet potato souffle.
2: Yeah. I love brownies with walnuts and vanilla ice cream, like a brownie sundae. That's the best.
1: I'm just a simple chocolate chip cookie with a cold glass of milk. Oh, man.
0: That is so awesome. Thank you, guys. That's all I got. You're making me hungry. (laughs) We'll definitely need lunch after All right. So we need to know, what are some encouraging words you would like to give to the new and returning BYU-Idaho students?
2: Um, if I could talk to each of them individually, I would tell them that they belong here, that we are excited that they are here, and we're going to do everything we can to help them learn and grow and become disciples of Jesus Christ.
1: Two things. First, you got this. <laughs> you can do it. School's tough. You're going to have tough days, but you've got this. Second, is uh, a piece of counsel, but it's encouraging counsel. Involve the Lord in your learning. If you keep him first, he will strengthen you in all things. And I know that
0: to be true. Yeah, indeed. So have we seen some uh, early changes in this uh, you know, manual? And um, I'd like to know what you guys think is in the BYU-Idaho's future.
1: Well, I think um, we are going to see the graduates of BYU-Idaho have a greater influence, not only in the church, but in the world. Um, The experiences that they have here that help them become disciples of Christ, as well as prepare them for the real world to be leaders in their homes, in the church, in the community is going to be a great blessing to so many people that they come in contact with.
0: Well, thank you guys for your time today. It was so nice to get to know you it's a guys, treat yes, for us. family. Thank, and thank you. you. I hope we get to meet each other and talk more as you know the semester goes on. And it's so great to <laughs> finally meet you guys. You know? um, I was at the last uh, graduation walking, and yeah, we heard the news, of course, mm-hmm. uh, that you came in at the devotional um, a couple of weeks before and. Man, it, it was just exciting. sad, to see you know president. We do love the Irises, yeah, we do. Yes. Go, But we are so happy to see what the Meredith regime will be.
1: So <laughs> well, the Irines have left this university in a and uh, just a wonderful place, and and we can only hope to build on the great foundation they've established here. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you, John. great Indeed. talking to you. <laughs>